say you're a professional landscaper, you're not just tough, you're professional grade. And so are your tools. Because you got best-in-class Echo X Series products. You got a perfect balance of power, weight, and performance from a professional-grade 56-volt battery system. Max-out battery tech that gives 100% power till a 0% charge. Echo X Series means best-in-class tools for best-in-class pros. So when we say Echo is professional-grade, we mean it. Echo. Power on and on. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. How you don't like that? Why don't you listen to it? It's not too bad. It's not bad. Bad. It's not too bad. Bad. Oh, I feel a little rejuvenated. Maybe it's because I just took a nap. But how the fuck don't you like house music? How the fuck did I not listen to house music till I was like, how old was I? Thirty-six or something? I didn't listen to that stuff growing up. You know, I was allergic to it. I was skeptical. But that's a nice Chicago house mix off Defected Records, which is nice background. You know, some it's ever it's all about timing, right? Sometimes you want to listen to, you know, uh, oi bands like fucking Blitz. You know, sometimes you want to listen to to harmonica blues. Sometimes you want to listen. Sometimes you want to listen to Luciano Pavarotti. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. And sometimes there's a time and a place for Chicago House, so... I don't know. It's people who are so strict with their musical taste, I'm skeptical of. Normally normally indicates some sort of unresolved trauma they're not dealing with, you know? Gotta get loose a little bit, relax. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Crime Pays a Botany Doesn't Podcast. Uh, <laughs> I just got back from Chicago two days ago. I drove to like four in the morning. I did... The fuck did I stay? I, stole in, I, stayed, I stayed in Joplin, Missouri which is probably one of the most depressing towns in that whole region. All of Western Missouri is kind of a void. How many KKK meetings do they have in uh, Western Missouri? There have got to be like probably a dozen more, I think. It, it gives off that kind of vibe. It's fucking weird. Then you get to Oklahoma. It's a little more chill there. You know what? I got a bunch of natives. Got a, got a bunch of reses, reservations. It's a little bit more loose, you know? Feels like it. You know, you get less of that mean fucking... That mean stare, I had someone like scream at me in traffic in, in Joplin so they could fucking go around me. Some neckbeard in a giant oversized truck so he could, you know, speed up to the red light that was like half a block down. <laughs> like the whole landscape just looks like shit, too. I mean, again, like the, t- I know I've said this before, but the typical that R. Crumb's, uh, you know, transition of America drawing where it goes from like idyllic pasture. The forest, idyllic pasture, to just like retail slum, just all the all the all the strip mall signs on the you know on the side of a row with telephone wires and fucking parking lots, and that's what Joplin Joplin Missouri is an ugly town, man. No offense to anybody who lives there. You probably know what I'm talking about. You know, you're probably not bullshitting yourself. Just kidding. I think a lot of people are bullshitting themselves these days. But uh, you know, anyway, I stayed in Joplin. I drove all the way from Joplin down to the Mexican border, and like. Uh, 
fuck. I don't know how long it take me, 12, 14 hours. It was a, it was a terrible drive. It was brutal. Uh, and then it was rainstorming here when I got down here. So anyway, um, yeah, I just, I, the, the last week or two in Chicago was fucking great. It was really fun. It was hilarious. This stupid Chonkasaurus thing blew up like hell. I kind of wish it would stop now, you know. But it, it, maybe it'll get someone into, into uh, appreciating nature, quote unquote, in their own backyard. Um, that fucking 60 pound turtle probably has no idea how, how famous it is now. Um, anyway, how about, how about clickbait? You like clickbait? Um, got a bunch of stuff to talk about. God, I saw a beautiful speckled king snake in these fucking mountains. I always stop at near Atokla, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. It's like these upturned carboniferous limestone beds. And, uh, it's a little, it's near the freeway. It used to be an old highway. That isn't used anymore. It was probably before the freeway was built. And these limestone beds have been flipped up at like, you know, 70 degree angle. They're fucking beautiful. They're really cool. You can look at them and see all kinds of cool crinoid fossils and stuff. So uh, it's a spot I stop where there's like a bunch of cool iatris and there's a, an areogonum. I think it's longiflorum or longifolium. I don't know. Either way, it's one of the, it's a beautiful areogonum species, a beautiful buckwheat species, which is, you'll know, the genus is mostly out west. So to see one hanging out right there in Oklahoma, you know, but, but seeing the gentle transition from the prairie to, well, now it's all, you know, hideous cornfields, you know, monotypic, uh, <laughs> monotypic agriculture. But uh, seeing that transition to, uh, you know, down here where you got the fucking Texas Ebony's and giant mesquites and all that shit was, uh, so real. It's a real pleasure, you know, but, uh, the drive is absolutely terrible. I hate, I hate driving. Um, so oh, I saw a giant desert centipede, which I didn't know. It was like the Eastern edge of their range over there in Atoka. But, uh, that whole area, if you look on like a topograph of, uh, or a topographic map near East of Atoka, You'll see all these upturned beds. These, you'll see. You'll see the terrain. You'll see the topography. What's going on? You know these mountains that have just been flipped up. The the Wachitas, which I had more time to explore there, but I had to get home. Um, but uh, the last week I was in Chicago. Yeah, it was great. We, the Field Museum. I I went to it twice. Uh, we went and checked on the feral cannabis uh, patch on 18th and Western. Hadn't germinated yet. Not because I particularly care for cannabis, but I think it's I think it's interesting that this weed patch has been there for fucking almost twenty years, probably longer than that. And uh, you know, now now pot's legal in Chicago, no one cares. And and this is the I think pretty sure this is psychoactive stuff. Um it's not it's not the ditch weed. It doesn't look like the ferret like the ditch weed you get in in Nebraska. It's got a little bit different of a color to it. And I just remember, you know, the cops used to always park the paddy wagons up on th on the hill above where it is. It's near these train tracks and this kind of like diamond near this railroad embankment. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, the the pot comes back every year. I got a tick when we were looking for it there. I couldn't believe it. I found a tick on me, you know, like a mile and a half from downtown Chicago. So it's evidently there's a lot of coyote activity. I mean, I know there's a lot of coyote activity, but the fucking buckthorn there is terrible. I hope someone will go back. Because we used to hang out there when I was younger, you know, it was a night near the train tracks. It was kind of like no one could see you if the tree cover was up. Um, it was really thick tree cover, too. Beautiful old cottonwood tree right there. Huge, like 
you know, six feet diameter. It's, it's like three or four trunks, but six foot diameter cottonwood tree right there. And so we'd hang out right there. Found the remains of our own our old fire pit covered in leaf litter. It was almost impossible to find because it's been you know like 15, 20 years. But uh, but we would hang out there and you know we'd see coyotes coming down, down, you know, coming down the railroad embankment and shit. Probably eating rabbits, eating those cottontails. Maybe the occasional uh, feral cat, the occasional street rat as well. Saw a beaver on the Chicago River, which blew my fucking mind, man. Kind of near where we saw Chonkosaurus, uh, right there near Goose Island. I couldn't believe that. That was fucking weird, you know? Almost looked like a new tree, but they don't get those up there. That was an actual, that was a genuine American beaver. Another rodent, but still. Uh, I'm still missing the Field Museum plant dungeon, their plant family dungeon, where they have the Welwitchia Mirabilis Diorama, which I encourage everyone to see. If you can get into the fucking Field Museum, please, please do it. You could sneak in there. You could do it. Get a fucking museum pass. They got reciprocal admissions. Oh, you know what I went to? to I went to the uh, these fucking museums, man. They got some nerve. I went to the American Museum of Surgical Science, which is certainly not worth the amount they're charging. If it was like four or five bucks, I'd pay it, but... But uh, it's it, you know the, it's it's kind of like a gag. It's kind of a hack, you know. It's like the first floor to they got one room that just has all these these creepy statues in it, you know, of like famous European doctors throughout time, which is kind of annoying. Uh, and it's got the nice checkerboard tile floor, so it looks like some rich prick's mansion. Um, and uh, they've got like an old drugstore set up like diorama thing with like a wooden model of a pharmacist in the back, which is also kind of spooky. And then they've just got a bunch of like disturbing, I don't know, it's not that cool. Their exhibits are weird. It's uh, They got an iron lung, I guess that's cool, right? You can remember what polio was like. Um, but it's they wanted 19 bucks to get in there. We didn't pay. I had a, this fucking pass, but I was still kind of blown away. They were even charging that much and it's weird it's in like a it's near all these you know it's in the north uh north loop which is a fucking the north loop is it gives off a certain vibe i'll say that and i do not like it certainly a vibe where it's kind of fun to piss people off you know just by <laughs> just by doing your thing it's by being yourself if you can um there were a bunch of ash trees that died too that they that someone had whittled down probably with a chainsaw ash trees that had died in the park someone had whittled down with a chainsaw into various sculptures which i i kind of thought was cool um we went to montrose beach me and al did one night because we were gonna we were gonna do our workout over there you know we were on a do the fitness tip we took the weights and the fucking uh he get these weights he took he took like exercise bands and shit we must look like tweakers because we don't know what else to do it's just it was a nice day by the lake still kind of chilly I mean, it's always chilly in Chicago, man. Compared to where I live now, I, we, you know, the first it was still it was still like fifty degrees in in early May, <laughs> like forty five. Um, but we took these weights to the fucking to Montrose Beach, and I had that. I found this old like army uh, army coat, like a flak jacket, you know, with the like Rambo style like green, <laughs> which just like you see someone in those. I didn't realize it made me look that sketchy, but. Um, I used to I used to use it when I would be out painting graffiti when I was like 16, you know, and had these pockets sewn to the back of it, and so I, I had that. That was the only coat I had. I didn't realize it was going to be that cold, so I was wearing that, and I was carrying these 20 pound weights, and Al was laughing his ass off at me, like 20 feet behind me, because <laughs> I'm like this dude with two unleashed dogs 
walking across uh, uh, Montrose by the lake, carrying these weights, just hardcore tweaker energy, just hardcore wingnut energy. Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, he videotaped me with his phone. It was kind of funny. I saw it later. I was like, yeah, you know, I do kind of, if I did see someone like that, I would probably think they were on meth or I don't know what I'd think, but it doesn't, it don't look normal. Uh, but we went out there and then we were, we were going to go find, there's like a, a, a feral posse of raccoons that, uh, lives on the lake. They live on the, uh, all these, all these rocks that were dumped to prevent the lakeshore from eroding, you know, cause Lake Michigan used to all be like marshland. It was, I would have loved to see what it looked like. I, I think all the Thuya Occidentalis, AKA Arborvitae swamps were further to the North in Michigan, but I've, I've been up there. If you go to like Point Beach State Park in Skatsen. And you can see these undulating, it's a really beautiful place. You can see these undulating uh, dunes. Like there's these, like, you know, um, by undulating, I mean, it's like three, not dunes, excuse me, undulating Thuya swamps where it gets like three foot tall hills and then there's a little dip and then, it, you know, these these undulating berms, I guess. I don't really know what caused that, but, uh, you know, they got lycophytes in there and it's shady underneath. It's all, it's all Thuya oxen and talus, all arborvitae, which uh, there's a specific cultivar so in other words a mutant of uh thuya occidentalis thuja however you want to pronounce that occidentalis it's got these it's kind of like fucked up looking foliage like it doesn't look smooth i don't know what it is but they treat them like italian cypresses here and they just you know beat you over the head with them they're just so overused in horticulture and it's kind of funny since they're all the same clone i'm waiting for the day that something some virus or 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 whatever evolves to to fucking kill these things and they all die at the same time because they're kind of hideous they're not that spectacular of a, of a tree they don't get that tall and they maintain this like conical form they get like 20 feet tall at the most and they just remind me of all these places that suck <laughs> like like the landscaping at a fucking oil change place or like you know suburban style office parks they got a lot on the in the non-suburban areas of the city too but it's just you know it's it's a very it's a very Chicago thing. It's a very Midwest thing. I I wish I could remember the name of the cultivar, but uh, I don't really pay attention to things like that. But uh, I seen my ma's house. I planted these dawn redwood trees in her tiny little yard. They're fucking taking over. I got a, a Baker Cypress in there too. It's taking over. It's nice. It's like the only the only true cypress that can survive Chicago winters in the genus Hesperocypress. You know the New World cypresses. Uh, foliage smells incredible on it. They're from Northeast California, but they can take a Chicago winter. And it gets cold in Northeast California, but it doesn't get Chicago cold. I wish more people planted that. You got to plant them in a in a protected location. I gave some to Morton Arboretum. And they killed it within like a... Because, you know, that's how they plant everything over there. Morton Arboretum is a, is a... And they do... I love what they do. A lot of good stuff. But they're still like that old school uh, kind of archaic style of of botanic garden arboretum which you get a lot on the east coast and midwest where it's like these these olmsteadian lawns you know like these kind of like uh referencing frederick law olmsted because that was kind of the way he he built parks but um kind of like the more british botanic garden you've got these these open lawns with like a specimen tree with like a neatly mowed uh bed around it you know or it's it's in a it's in a bed with a neatly mowed margin it's just it's so fucking lame man a, a botanic garden that's dependent on lawnmowers um you compare that with some place like ucb where everything's just everything's just packed and tight like it was in the wild you know like like it would be and grouped like it would be ecologically like by region you know so 
you go to like the Mexico section, you're going to see all the, all these plants from that grow together in Mexico. You go to like the Asian section, you're going to see all these plants that grow together in Asia. You go to the South America section, you're going to see all these plants that grow together in South America. Uh, so anyway, they planted this, this Baker Cypress that I gave them, Modox Cypress, uh, in the middle of this garden bed, in the middle of this, this essentially open field, because they were planting it as like a specimen tree in the fall. And then it was like a brutally cold winter. And the thing just got fucking murked by these desiccating, you know, 40 mile an hour winds that Chicago gets in the winter. And there was no protection. There were no trees around them. There was no wall, like no wall around them, nothing to protect them from just getting hammered. And so they, they did. It was just like this, <laughs> like this icy blow dryer on them for five months and the fucking thing just i it was still alive at the end of the year but it, or at the end of the season i remember seeing it later but it was it just looked like a stick you know it looked like shit whereas like where my mom lives like see there's another house next to her there's like a looks like a brick wall and there one <clears throat> one of the baker cypresses so you know they're kind of protected you know as they would be in situ like in a in a grove or a forest of them so um but yeah man i don't know there was uh the fucking field museum. I always love going to the field museum. You got to, like I was saying, you got to just get a pass, get a fucking pass, you know, or find a good way to, I don't you can't sneak in a lot of these museums anymore. They got on lockdown. You know, these museums are just, they're just, they're not places for learning anymore. They're, they're suburban theme parks. So, uh, but field museum is still pretty great. Anyway, we did a show. Me and Al did, uh, we, we showed two screenings of kill your lawn and then shot the shit. It was weird. It was like a, it was like a blend of like stand up. And then a screening for our TV show that nobody can watch because nobody watches cable. They only, you know, <laughs> I don't blame them. You know, direct TV. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Spectrum cable. I tried watching. I stayed in a, a shitbag motel while I was in Joplin. And I saw our, our, I saw our show uh, in the guide, you know, the TV guide uh, button. When you put the, hit the TV, the guide button, and it shows you like a listing of what you could watch. Every time I watch cable television like I, I don't ever watch tv i mean i'll stream stuff sometimes but i don't you certainly don't pay for any sort of cable service anytime i watch it i'm just reminded how nauseating the fucking ads are they totally they make it not worth it because you end up watching 40 percent of what you end up being exposed to is just advertising Mo like just the most obnoxious shit you know where they turn up the volume on it and talk to you in that horrible that overexcited fucking consumer voice so uh but yeah, I saw our, I saw our, our show on uh, two sixty seven. I saw it listed there. This <laughs> is like great two sixty seven. You got two hundred and seventy. How many channels on Direct TV? Dude, you can go to a motel and you can watch TV. You could just sit and oh god, I was I was, I was excited. The place didn't have bed bugs though. It just had the specter of despair and the faint scent of cigarette smoke. Um. But yeah, we we went to this. Uh, we had this show at a uh, on the northwest side at a, what was it called, Color Club or something. It was nice. It was a fun little event. We got to shoot the shit. Um, I saw some people I hadn't seen in a while. Um, and then uh, I saw that uh, it was cool. The forest preserve near my mom's house, the Cook County Forest Preserve. They masticated a bunch of uh, a bunch of the uh, undergrowth. They should have they should have burnt it, of course. But you can't do that when you got you know, suburban homeowners around. People get mad about that. So uh, all the trout lilies were coming up. All this cool shit that people have no idea about, that I had no idea about, even though I grew up only a few blocks away from it. 
you know, and that of course is the, that's the huge problem with all this stuff is there's no exposure to it. I mean, I was, I gained such an innate hatred for, for, for tulips. Like the second I were, I just remembered too being exposed to tulips, just endless tulips as a, as a little kid, which of course is, you know, makes it feel like it's Northern Europe. Cause that's where all this shit is, you know, bred. Um, I think tulips are actually native to, you know, Eurasia, but still, um, they plant them like hell, man. All, all downtown. I mean, no native plants anywhere downtown in the North Loop in any of these, in any of these places that would feel fun to get thrown out of, you know? Um, God, and tulips are so whack, man. I just beaten over the head, just one bed with like 400 tulips in it. Like, really? Where's the fucking, where's all the vernonia, the silphium, the fucking, there's so many cool native prairie plants you could be putting in there, you know? Um, the Kankakee Mallow, the fucking Iliamna Remota, you know, that, that could be, it's, the list is endless, you know? Go to like Illinois Wildflowers. And see what they got popping up. The fucking May Pops that... Uh, I always forget the name of it. It's in Berbera Daisy. Let's see. Erisema even. Like a nice shady understory. You know? Erisema Triflum, a.k.a. Jack in the Pulpit, a.k.a. Jack in a Jerk-Off Booth, a.k.a. Uh, skunk Cabbage, or is that something else? I don't know. All these all these stupid common names. Sensitive Fern. Onoclea Sensibilis. That's a cool one. Uh... God damn, bunch of nice stuff. Oh yeah, Potophyllum peltatum. No, May apple they call it. Yeah, May apple. What a weird flower too. <clears throat> but you know, there's so there's so many options. I mean, it's just it's weird. I thought native gardening was like native plant gardening was on people's radar there, but it's not really. At least not uh, in the you know whoever's working in city horticulture. They still just beat you over the head with the fucking tulips and the. What were some of the other plants? I can't even remember what. Euonymus. And uh, Pachysandra are two other things they beat you in the, over the head with, which is Celestraceae and two other non-natives. Non-native, I don't know if they're invasive, but just, you know, these, like, boring ground covers. Celestraceae and Buxaceae, the boxwood family, respectively. Oh, God, they're everywhere, man. It's brutal. That and the fucking Vinca. Oh, it just kills me. So many cool prairie plants. So many cool prairie plants you could use, and instead you just use this this trash that doesn't benefit. This stuff, all that stuff's a desert for cool insects too, you know, for cool pollinators and birds and shit. I saw a really, excuse me, ooh, saw a really uh, beautiful hummingbird I've never seen before. Probably flew up here from Mexico, you know, to steal our jobs. You know, doing so Biden wants these these you know illegal alien hummingbirds coming in here. You know, because Biden hates America because that's what he wants to do over there. Uh, I saw this really cool hummingbird pollinating uh, this uh, Ripsilis Amazonica I got in the, or Pseudo Ripsilis, excuse me, Amazonica. I got in a back, in a backyard here. I got, I got down here, man. Everything was fucking overgrown. It's just like a fucking jungle. All that mockingbird's hanging out in that that uh, oak tree I'm trying to kill. They use these, they plant these, these Quercus virginianas around here in South Texas, but they're not really native. There's a couple native to the sand sheet, but they use, you know, it's like the Home Depot. It's like the, I'll give them that, that it at least is native east of here. It's native to the region, but out where we are, it's like transitioning, Gulf Coast transitioning the desert, you know, lots of yucca, peyote 20 minutes away, that kind of thing. So they plant these oaks and they just, they always end up kind of looking like shit or they, they take forever to get established and then it just, it looks weird. Why not plant the mesquite? You know, 
I went to Harold Washington Library when I was in Chicago, too. That brought me back to my youth. It was so nice. I used to just hang out there. This is probably like two between 2003 and like 2006, whenever I'd come back to visit, because I was basically traveling for like three or four years straight. And so whenever I'd visit, you know, we didn't have smartphones back then, which was nice. It was actually nice. And uh, so if you wanted to like lurk on the internet or research something or just you had time to kill, you wanted to loiter somewhere, I'd just go to the library. And so I'd hang out there uh, at these big tables, get a stack of books to look at, like just get like pick eight or nine and just go sit at the tables and fucking read and draw for like three or four hours. Didn't have to pay to hang out there. Obviously, you probably will in the future. I think that's the direction America's going, but <laughs> but um it, yeah, it was it was it was a nice reminder, you know. Like the I love like the smells of a place bring you back. Harold Washington Library is such a cool spot. Do you go to that top floor? They've got that like open atrium with uh, these four big planters with trees in them, small trees in them, and and the skylights up top. It's such a beautiful place <clears throat> and a central location too. I would go there, and then I would go to like Billy Go Tavern, the underground one, the original one. Go go there and get like a egg sandwich like an egg and cheese sandwich and then just lurked there for a while drinking coffee had cheap coffee it's nice to see all these places it's it's fun man you go back to these places and you kind of remember i remember bits of myself you know and i also it gives me some insight into you know my own bullshit like how how i would feel back then like what was actually i can and looking back on like who i was like shit that was that i wasn't dealing with my own bullshit i wasn't dealing with like just you know fucking being too fighty, just too much of a like stick in the mud, pain in the ass. Um, I don't know. I mean, I still am in a, in a, in a lot of ways, but uh, there's. I'd like to think there's been some personal development over the last, I don't know, fifteen years, twenty years. Uh, not enough, but there's been some. Um, but yeah, the city is so clean now, man. And there's, there's, I've seen more of those stupid rectangular buildings, those uh, condos. You know they. The developers would buy a lot, take down these beautiful old buildings. So many cool buildings that were built 100 years ago, highly ornamented, you know, a treasure to walk, to have in the, on a block because it's just, it makes everything look nicer. It's like, you know, and the shit they put up now are just these instant buildings to house affluent people with no taste. And that's generally what it feels like. It's it's so sad, man. I've seen so many. They build these things out of fucking center blocks. They look like shit. They they slap a fake balcony on there, a balcony that you can't go. Like I don't understand. You're not gonna ornament the thing. You're not gonna you're not gonna go on like a decent architectural plan. You can't take extra time to put a couple, you know, extra borders or I don't know what the fuck. What is the word? You I'm not an architecture guy, but you know, whatever you call it, some extra trim on there, whatever. But you could put a like a fake balcony on, like a balcony you can't even use. It's just like these, these steel beams, like these, you know, small steel slats and beams. I don't get it, you know. And they all look the same too. Just instant buildings, instant boring rectangles being sold for way too much money that replace these beautiful, uh, cherished civic monuments. You know, even if it was just like a, a corner store or there was a bar inside or even just some like a nice looking apartment building. So there's all these just, I don't know. I don't know if they're like yuppie condos or what. I assume they're mostly to own. I don't know. But uh, they look fucking hideous. And, you know, they're obviously cheap to build. And the developer just slaps them up, sells them for a lot of money, makes makes their money and takes off. And meanwhile, you know, the entire, the public sphere, the way that the 
the street the street decor essentially looks the buildings that the rest of us have to pass by just get dumber and more bland looking so ah uh, you know it's kind of the the general direction of uh of america i guess though it's all just about it's all just about the bottom dollar you know build shit as as cheap as possible sell it for as much as possible um but uh i was i was impressed at how much the cops have laid off in recent years too it was kind of nuts. I remember the cops used to always come in. They'd show up at all the parks at night at the time that the parks were due to close and run everybody out of there, which, you know, sucked if you were hanging out with your friends. It's like 10 p.m. The park closes at 10 p.m. They'd actually come in and run you out of there. They'd drive into the park. Um, you know, I had a friend who got arrested for smoking a joint uh, at uh, Pratt Street Beach once, which was nuts. Like, arrested for smoking a joint in Chicago. That's crazy. Um, and now there's just, there's like the smell of weed smoke everywhere, which is, you know, pleasant. I think it mellows people out, especially what a, what a problem the Midwest has with, uh, <laughs> with alcoholism. It gives people an alternative, you know, if they, if they're not ready to go through, through life sober yet, at least they can, uh, do something a little bit less, uh, unhealthy. Um, obviously smoking weed every day is, you know, not great for you, but, uh, or, or for your mind, it'll make you a little, little wet brain, a little rusty, but, uh, it's better than, than drinking. But, um, but man, people were smoking cigarettes on the, on the, on the Allen and the subway too, like in a fucking subway tunnel, that, that subway tunnel between, uh, the Jackson street, red line and blue line. I remember you used to be able to, there was a tunnel beneath the Washington stop in the loop for the red line and blue line too, but I guess that's closed now. Um, it's just just goes Monroe and then uh whatever the next stop is Clark but uh some fucking asshole was smoking in the in that long tunnel between you know the red line and blue line uh at Jackson Street and that that, that wasn't even you used to never see that back in the day never see people smoking down there that was just it's such a like enclosed space too it's just a dick move you'd always smell piss but you'd never smell cigarettes but uh you know Anyway, and yeah, yeah, all the graffiti was riding for a while too. You see, you know, where's Mayor Daly's graffiti blasters? You see that brown paint and everything, you know, just the hideous brown paint that, you know, you people would paint something and a day or two later, it would just get covered up with that brown paint. Rooftops, alleyways, whatever, you know, rooftops facing the L. Chicago has historically been a rooftop oriented town for graffiti. You know, you would, because the rooftops all face the uh, elevated train. So that was like they were just like little billboard, billboard essentially billboard spaces for for graffiti writers. But uh, goddamn! But it's nice not to see that brown paint that much anymore. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was nice to be back, you know. But again, that Field Museum Plant Family Dungeon—you got to go in there. It's like walking into a plant systematics textbook, and I have a feeling they're going to get rid of it at some point because it's an old exhibit. Like that whole room is an old exhibit, but you can go through all these different plant families. They've got models of the flowers and shit up there. It's really cool. And they're going to get, they're probably going to get rid of that Wellwitchia diorama. I shit you not. It's a Wellwitchia Mirabilis diorama. So you could feel like you're experiencing Wellwitchia. They got a, you know, a mural in the back. They've got the little a mural on the wall in the back. They got glass up front, of course, you know, because they don't want guys walking in there because that's what I would try to do you know, taking selfies with the plastic models of these plants. And then they've got, you know, two or three plastic models of Wellwitchia, just like for an animal diorama that you'd see at the Natural History Museum in New York. 
They got a couple of those, too. Oh, there's a lizard climbing the Taxodium mucronatum. That's nice. Just looking out the window. So, you know, you should go in there and experience it because I have a feeling in 10 years it's not going to be there anymore. Shit, five years, you know? It's old. It's antiquated. They'll pull in, they'll put in some new fucking exhibit that they charge <laughs> 20 bucks to see on top of their $25 admission or whatever they they charge. When's the last time? Have I ever paid to go to the Field Museum? I think I used to always sneak in. And then I, I got this, you know, reciprocal admissions pass so I can get into any museum, uh, any museum um, that participates in it uh, in the U.S. But um, anyway, uh, oh, it was cool to see. I saw Lupinus perennis and Lithospermum canescens, which I had never seen in Chicago, but I saw them uh, at the dunes. I went to the dunes in northwest Indiana one day. What a fucking experience. Northwest Indiana. Holy shit. I remember getting picked up hitchhiking by this this drunk, racist, off-duty sheriff uh, once when I forget where we came. Damn, I can't remember where I was coming from. I think it was coming from like, I don't know, man. Oh, we were, I was coming from Memphis. I forget how the fuck we got a ride. We, we, took a, we rode a train or some shit up to Indiana. Anyway, we were in Gary and we were hitchhiking. And Gary's a black town too. I wonder what the fuck this cop was doing there. But he was drunk off his ass driving the sketchy van with all these fishing poles in the back, packing heat, had a giant revolver on his hip, and went on these, this, this incredibly racist, you know, un- uncomfortable rant where we're, like, sitting there, like, sweating bullets, just, oh, my God, what is this fucking maniac? Uh, swerving all over the road. Um, I forget where he dropped us off. I think we might have told, we might have lied and said we were closer than we were. Some just we get out of his fucking car, but... Yeah, and then yeah, finding out he's a sheriff, of course. He's like an off-duty sheriff. Like, that made sense, okay. Um, but uh, but the Dune system, it was it was so funny. Again, it was like May fifth or or no, maybe May eighth or ninth. I forget when it was. It was fucking already late into the spring, and uh, I went to a friend's uh, parents live out there and like the north they got like a little house out there in the northwest dunes where they moved to they said fuck chicago they left they moved out to northwest indiana and uh every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe if you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so they, you know, I saw this kind of dune system. It was cool. It was a lot of invasive plants, but uh, near Indiana Dunes National Lakeshore, they're, they're actually burning. And so you got to see what it might have been like I don't know, fuck, you know, 200 years ago, 300 years ago. And there's still industry everywhere, too. Yeah, Northwest Indiana got notoriously fucked into a coma by industry, too. The steel industry, it's like the multiple Superfund sites, highly polluted. Um, it's kind of sad. There's like that scene in Blues Brothers where you could see 
uh, Calumet. They've got an aerial shot of Calumet, and it just looks, it looks like this post-apocalyptic industrial hell. You know, this thick haze over everything. You know, the sun barely able to shine through it. It's so dark. And that, of course, is just right over the border from northwest Indiana. But this, um, we saw this, this, you know, this near near uh, Indiana Dunes. So I think I guess it's the national park now. But we saw where they had actually, you know, land managers, whatever the park park system, whatever had uh, they had they were intentionally burning. They were doing controlled burns. A bunch of stuff was burned. The larger trees survive. It clears out the brush. Uh, all this stuff then comes up in the spring. And so, yeah, it was nuts. I didn't realize there was a lupin growing that close to Chicago. There's so much I didn't realize when I was growing up there. I had no idea of what the flora or the, the natural landscape was like. But to see a lupin there was incredible. Lupinus perennis, these beautiful blue flowers with the palmate leaves and then that lithospermum. Harry Pacoon, Hori Pacoon, whatever <laughs> whatever it's called. Fucking ridiculous common name. Boraginaceae is the family of the Borage family. It was coming up right there, too. It was fucking beautiful. And then we went out to the uh, the lake, which was still frigid as hell with this mean-ass wind um, biting us. It was fucking, man, I couldn't believe how cold it was. God, it was brutal. And uh, I guess it must have been May, May 2nd. Anyway, it was fucking already May, and it was still cold as hell with these frigid, icy winds coming off the lake. There was no one out there because it was just so brutally cold. Um, and uh, I saw there was Arctostaphylus uva ursi there. Bunch of cool plants. What else was there? It was, um, oh, God, Arabidopsis. Was it Arabidopsis lyrata? I think that's what it was. Let me see. Yeah, Arabidopsis lyrata, which has kind of like a northerly distribution, like northern latitude distribution, but it's... You can find it in the Chicago area around the lake. Just a, just a little white flower brassica, you know, which was flowering despite it being, you know, 40 degrees, 45 degrees. Time! I had to take time. I had to go to the bathroom over there, get something to drink. Took a nap today. It's 6 p.m. I just woke up. It's been fucking hazy. The sun came out today. It's really like 95 where I live. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Do you like that? I'm going to Lake Wales Ridge over there in Florida in October. I'm going to fucking New Zealand in June, May 29th, actually, to film. And we got, I want to think, is that a fucking, no, it's just a torn up leaf on that sunflower. I got to stop looking out the window. Sorry, I'm fucking distracted. I'm doing a podcast here, goddammit. Uh, thank you to anyone who sent cash to buy Alan Rockefeller a fucking plane ticket. Because he said he was going to go to New Zealand to film psilocybe. New Zealand has like 11 psilocybe species. I have no idea why there's so much psilocybe, a.k.a. psilocybe, which is not how supposed to pronounce it. That's actually one where, I mean, you can pronounce it however you want. It's Latin, but it sounds a lot better if you pronounce it psilocybe. I told him, you know, we were going in in, uh, January and he said, yeah, 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 I'll go, whatever. And they went to Ecuador and he was fucking around. The dude just makes his money giving presentations. So I guess he was still broke, and I was like, fuck, are you coming? He's like, I don't know. I don't really have any money. He's like, fuck, are you, really? We leave in a month, man. And so, uh, you know, and none, no plants are going to be going off, and I don't know enough about mycology to fill – I mean, I can't do what fucking I'm – I'm not a mushroom guy. I do plants, you know? And so I was like, you got to – man, you got to come with. I'll, I'll kill you if you flake. And then I was like, wait, why don't we, why don't, why don't we just <laughs> – why don't we just see if we can crowdfund you a ticket? And so we did. 
which is cool. So thank you to everyone who donated money and uh, who I'm now going to send stickers to. Just give me time. I'm overwhelmed. I have intense ADD. I can't get shit done. Today I had so much shit to do that I just kind of like stared at the wall, got overwhelmed, and took a nap, which is what you need to do sometimes. Um, but anyway, I'm going to New Zealand in June to make videos about mushrooms, New Zealand mushroom diversity. Then I'm going to Brazil to do dryland bromeliads. And then I think I'm just going to try. And then I'm supposed to go to the Kaluwe Native Plant Conference in fucking mid-July. And uh, then August, I think I'm going to try to chill and just not do anything and, and get some writing and shit done and organize stuff for this book. And then uh, September, I might be back in Chicago. Late September, I'm going to fucking New York. September 22. First or second or I don't know what the fuck. I'll be up and doing another presentation at Cactus Store, which should be fun and nice. And then, uh, oh, you know, some I got invited to fucking speak at Cornell, which is funny. I didn't think Cornell would want anything to do with me. Since one of these, oh, I'm not even going to mention it. I'm not even going to get negative. <laughs> but some fucking... Some lady who looks like she'd be the one to like call the cops on you for having your dog off leash in North Berkeley who works there doesn't like me for some reason. I've never fucking met this woman. I don't know what her issue is, but she's got, you know, I don't know. She's like, looks like one of those people like, you know, other aspects of life aren't going well. So she's got to pick fights with other. I don't fucking know. We've all been there, though, I guess. Right. I was like that for a while. I spent a lot of time angry and just like needlessly creating conflicts with with people because I was already in a shitty mood or felt like shit about myself or whatever. You know, I mean, that <laughs> that's a common human response. You know, that's why, you know, some people are just really trying, man. It's just a day-to-day effort trying to stay positive and you can't always do it, you know. So until, you know, you end up putting, you know, acid in their water supply or something, it's going to be hard. You can't, you, some people you can't make cut loose. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing back to Chicago though, one thing that just drives me fucking nuts when you get on the CTA, the Chicago transit authority, which is the subway there, the voice that comes on and they do it on the Metro too, which is like the suburban commuter rail is this obnoxiously honky unrepentantly vanilla. No one fucking talks like that except people that live in Highland Park, which is a terrible place. That's like where, where all the like Chicago lawyers live. No offense to anyone who grew up in Highland Park or is forced to live there. If you're young, if you're young, you know, and your parents live there and that's where you have to go back to, I'm very sorry. I feel for you, but it's, it's not your fault. Okay. It's not like you're choosing to live in Highland Park, but some people do choose that. I don't understand why, but but it's like the voice of someone that would live in in Highland Park, a you know, notoriously affluent North Shore suburb, Will Met, any of these places. But it's uh doors are closing. Doors open on the left at Jackson. It's this fucking I it's so awful, man. And it's so it just represents the sterilization, the fucking wafering, the vanilla flavoring of Chicago. The what you know what the CTA used to sound like? was, you know, someone would come over this nasty-ass intercom. It just sounded like the speaker had blown out, you know, a decade ago. It was hilarious. You couldn't understand. I mean, you couldn't make out what he was saying, or she or they or whatever the fuck. You could you could understand it, but it wasn't, 
It wasn't, I'm not going to say it was King's English, okay? It was loud. It was abrasive. It was, ah, oh, you kind of winced when you heard it, but it also felt good. It was so utterly Chicago. What is this? Doors open on the left at Jackson. That code switching voice. Holy fuck, that Hummer is right there. Oh, he's going for the Hamelia. Oh, that's nice. Damn. Now he's hitting the Malva Viscous. What the fuck is that? That's huge. It's got like an orange ass, but it's big. It's not like any of the, any of the Hummers you see out there in California. You know? Don't California, my Texas. The minute I crossed into Texas two days ago, was, I started seeing all the fucking hilariously cartoonish oversized trucks without a single dent or scratch on them and everyone drives like an asshole like texas drivers are the fucking worst it's like it's pure ego like everything else in this state it's pure ego not that bright and they'll they'll make a big deal you're going you're going fucking 80 miles per hour in a 70 and they're there but they're they want to go 85 or 90 and so they'll just speed around you to fucking get up even though they can't go any there's like a truck you know, 150 feet in front of you. There's nowhere for them to go. They're still going to do it. And they make a big fucking swinging dick, you know, display of like getting, you know, they're cutting you off, getting in front of you after they pass you. It's so fucking annoying, but also kind of funny because it's just, it's such a like utterly Texas thing. <laughs> this fucking, how much, how much untreated trauma is there? There would be trauma, T-R-A-U-M-A. How much untreated trauma is there in the state of Texas? Probably a lot, you know? That's why they got to legalize weed down here too. You know, you get people instead of numbing themselves with alcohol, maybe they can just uh, get some of these these angry angry people just you know smoking weed, relaxing a little bit. You know, not like that's something I advocate. I advocate not doing either, really. At least not in excess. I'm not a big pot guy. Once that once in every couple weeks or something. I like the physical effects. I don't like what it does to your mind, but. And I fucking hate alcohol. God, it makes people so fucking annoying. And still, once in a while, you know, that was my problem. It was like, you know, maybe some people can do that. They could drink, you know, they'll have a pint and they'll let it sit at that. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to drink 10, 10 beers, go steal a forklift, try to get arrested, you know, get in a fight with a friend over something stupid, whatever. You know, that was a fun night. A buzz? What do you want to do with a buzz? You know, now I drink NA beers. If I want that hoppy taste... I'll drink N.A. beers, you know, which the taste was sometimes nice. But, you know, numbing yourself, preventing you from being what you could be, uh, saying dumb shit, dumb conversations uh, when you're impaired, it was certainly not worth it. It wasn't wasn't fun. The only reason you like it is because you're a dick. Never mind. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm apologizing. I tell people that when they smoke, too. Listen to me. I'm that guy. Fucking annoying. Um, can I just go off on Field Museum one more time, though? But uh, I got so much nostalgia for that building, man. I have so many pleasant memories of being there as a kid. You know, the general ambiance is so great. That's what I if that's what I would like. That's what I would want a house to look like if I had the time or the money. I, mean, I have neither. You know, get that that same kind of general ambiance. It's like that, that's the same feeling I get for Union Station in Chicago, which is a beautiful building, by the way. If you've never been there, you know, it's like it'd be you know. Uh, Analogous to Grand Central Station in New York. Like just, you know, really pretty fucking the, going for that Greco-Roman thing on the inside. Tall ceiling, 200 feet tall, natural light coming in. Um, tons of activity, buzzing with activity. 
you know, and it's a spot where you can hang out. You don't have to pay, you know? So, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's so important for cities to have civic buildings like that, that people can enjoy, you know, whether it's the library or whatever, just get people out into the public sphere, you know, death and life of great American cities style. You know, there's a, a wonderful collectiveness and bringing people together in many of these urban spaces that haven't been corporatized or turned into for pay places yet, but that's increasingly happening. So you got to just, you know, you got to steal stuff when they do that, you know, <laughs> go, go steal stationary supplies. Sneak in. Don't pay. Man, it's so funny. Al is all about making Chonkosaurus merch now. Um, oh, my buddy was calling me. My buddy Lance, old railroad guy. Um, but yeah, Al's all about it, man. He's all on a merch table. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. That's fine. I'll draw I'll draw this fucking bloated turtle that, that uh, captured the hearts and minds of so many out there in Chicagoland, across the world. I can't believe how much this fucking thing blew up. Talked to a dude from the New York Times last night, you know, and I don't care. I mean, it's fine. It's I'm all about it, but I'm just, the whole fucking thing I'm trying to get people stoked on is you can have nature in a city anywhere. All you got to do is plant the native plants. You plant the native plants, all this shit comes back, you know? If I lived in a city, I'm, I'm fucking addicted to this stuff. I'd be planting shit in parks, planting it illegally on the fucking railroad tracks, wherever, anywhere it can go, collecting seeds, growing a shit ton in my yard. If I don't have a yard, I'd still be out lurking, documenting everything, documenting the invasive plants that come out. That's what, all we were doing that day. We went out. It was a nice fucking day, and we we were just like, let's go. I, Al was, it was Al's idea. You know, We were going to go to the fucking Sloan Urinal Company on Mannheim Road and film a fucking gag video there. I've got a couple videos of us and stuff to edit. Um you know, because we actually went there. We man, I remember when they closed O'Hare in in uh where the fuck is that? What is it? What is the God, I can't remember what town is that? Oh, Bensonville. Yeah. Bensonville, Illinois. Home of Victory Auto Records, notorious uh uh Chicago local commercial. A beautiful Victory Auto Records, you know, where the guy opens the door on like a fucking nineteen eighty Pontiac and the door falls off. That old car is worth money. Anyway, we, we did this video in Bensonville. I think it's still up on the YouTube if you go far enough back. Um, where we were filming all, all these abandoned houses before they demolished them for the airport. When they did the airport expansion in like 2008, 2009. Um, we used to just go around fucking filming stuff just to be fucking... Re- you know, this is like before you could re- you could upload it to YouTube, but I kept all my shit private. Like, you couldn't watch any of this stuff. We were just doing it for fun, just having fun fucking around. But... um. We went out that day. We were going to go to Mannheim Road, too, because we had done a Sloan Urinal Factory uh, tour of Mannheim Road. Did we do a tour? I don't know. We filmed some shit there once because I just thought it was hilarious, you know? Uh, but because, uh, <laughs> you know, you'd see all these urinals that say Sloan, and then it would say uh, Melrose Park or wherever the, the headquarters is. So we were going to go to Mannheim Road and do that, but it was a beautiful day. So I was like, let's go to... Uh, let's go to the river and go kayaking. And so we went down there. We went to the Chicago kayak. Uh, and they're cool there too. And it was like, it was like 40 bucks for a tandem kayak per hour. So it was like 20 bucks each, which is more unreasonable. And the dude we talked to nice guy, but he was like, so obviously stoned. It was hilarious. It's like all these hippies running this kayak place that are just probably constantly stoned 24 seven, which I totally support. I wouldn't have it any other way. If there's someone that should be high as fuck, it's the people that are running a kayak rental place. We get on this thing. They didn't ask. They forgot to ask for our IDs or anything. We could have just like paddled off with the thing and never come back, you know? 
never came back. I mean, it was the first day they were open, so I guess I can't blame them for it. You know, I'd be a little out of it too. Shit, I'm out of it right now. Just woke up from a nap an hour ago. But anyway, so we were just paddling around. We were just documenting what plants had popped up. I mean, I made a fucking video about it. You could see it. Uh, and of course, most of them were invasive. It was a lot of buckthorn along the creeks, which hopefully, or along the river, which hopefully someone can go in there and just hack this shit back, you know, treat it with Roundup, just paint some Roundup on the stump and kill the fucking buckthorn. God, it's so, so terrible. Uh, and plant some natives. Um. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, in their place, once you plant the natives, they'll overtake or at least keep the invasives down. You know, at least shade them out a little bit. You'll still have to go through and remove some every once in a while. But, um, uh, and then we saw, we even saw an, an alder, man. We saw an alder growing out of this. The whole river has been channelized uh, into, you know, like there's no natural bank in, along most of the river. It's all just uh, these steel corrugated retention walls. Um, we saw Eliagnus, another invasive. We saw Siberian elm or one of the invasive elms. The only thing that was native was, yeah, it was box elder, Acer Nagundo. Um, but there's a ton of shit that would thrive there. But it was cool to see the bioswales that Urban Rivers is doing too. Ur- UrbanRivers.org. And they're north. The Chonkosaurus was at the Division Street Bridge on the east side of Goose Island. And just like half a mile up near the REI is where Urban Rivers. Then those guys are fucking cool. We met them. They're really nice people. They've created these floating bioswales where they're planting all these native plants. Hibiscus mochuetos. The native Illinois hibiscus, which is fucking thriving there. Bunch of swamp milkweed. Rosaceae, it's called Queen of the Prairies, the common name. But it was thriving in this fucking bioswale that has got to just be completely inundated with water. I mean, the soil has got to be all the time. It's a floating bioswale. So that was cool to see. They had uh, Verbena hostata, uh, which is the common name's blue, blue vervain. I mean, these were all dormant now. They're coming back. But, I mean, all this cool native shit thriving there. They said it's covered. I mean, you could see across it. It didn't look that impressive now because it's just coming out of the dormant season. It's coming out of winter. But they were telling me, uh, the two dudes we talked to there, that, you you know, during, like, fucking July, August, you can't see on the other side of it. All this shit is, like, five or six feet tall. It's just this thicket of these, these you know, plants, these, I guess, not aquatic. They had a, a native junkus too, a bunch of native actual aquatics. But like Queen of the Prairie is not an aquatic, you know? But this stuff just, it's so thick. The hibiscus too. I mean, the hibiscus gets five or six feet tall. It's so thick you can't see across it. It's fucking amazing creating habitat. And it's so easy. They just take these little nets, 
they fill it with this like uh this aggregate that's kind of akin to like pumice and um and then some organic material they had hay on there too and uh they've got it you know f- basically these floating beds the margins of the beds i think have some sort of floating i don't know what no they kept it afloat but so either way it's fucking cool i'll put this i'll put the video out whenever i get around to working on it um but it was really impressive to see and uh I mean, anyone could do that. You could gorilla do that. You could do that illegally and unauthorized. Who's going to give a shit on the filthy fucking Chicago River? Or if you're in, you know, Cincinnati, wherever, any nasty body of water, you know, you could create these little floating bioswales using like the plastic netting, something to hold it up, you know, just fuck around, figure it out, you know, find out what works and then start planting stuff in there. But it was wild to see because I just remember that river growing up, man. It was so nasty. I remember running from crackheads once when I was after I was doing graffiti. Forget where it was. Then it was on Chicago on Halstead. I can't remember. Anyway, you know, these crackheads that see me painting, they stopped me. This fucking dude was big too. And he's like, you know, give us 20 bucks. We're going to call the cops. They were not going to call the cops, but they were certainly going to fuck with me. And I remember I had to like run through this fence up on standing on one of those sketchy retention walls above the river to get away from these dudes and they i mean of course they didn't they weren't that ambitious once i made it past them and went under the fence and then was on the river like you know six feet above the river not much room just a little ledge not much room to stand holding onto this fence to get away from them with a bag of spray paint and whatever they of course didn't come after me, but you know I remember looking down at that river and being like, "Oh, okay. it was probably like a half a mile, not even from where we, where we saw Chonkosaurus. and just you could always smell the river. It's 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 got to be this this some sort of algae or something that you know benefits from the sewage and the runoff that because it's it's like an organic smell, but it smells gross. You know, it's, it smells like a dirty body of water. Whenever you smell that, it's a dirty body of water, and uh. And that was that was my experience with the river. So to see a fucking sixty pound snapping turtle, and then the bio swales, and the beaver, and all this cool shit was so great. I mean, it's you know, and that's what I, I tell these media people when they were asking me about the clickbait thing with the chonkosaurus. Is like, I think it shows that people like being around nature. You bring nature back to a city, it makes everybody feel good. It's and we have to bring nature back to the city because nature's getting forced out of everywhere else as urban sprawl. You know, as a <laughs> as America finishes turning. It's overabundance of land into more of this depressing, extremely emotionally isolated, physically isolated, car-dependent diabetes landscape, you know, of consumer retail and just fucking driving, you know, during your whole waking life when you're not at work or sleeping or watching your TV program, you know, on your cable. All right. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, I got to get that fucking video done about the uh, bioswales. It was real nice. So... It's good. It's a good, you know, that's, and I made that point in the video too. It's a nice, if, if cities are going to become so fucking expensive to live in where it's just these shitty developers and landlords making all the money off of everyone else, because it's, 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 they're way overpriced to live in. Price gouging is a thing, of course, especially with rent. All the buildings look like shit because it's, they're just built, you know, these quick, get, these get rich quick schemes for developers to, you know, house affluent people who don't have any taste and don't care that their building looks like a fucking you know, uh, external hard drive to begin with, you know, at least the benefit maybe is, is that now, I mean, rich people don't like being around pollution and, um, you know, maybe now there's a little bit more money to go around, uh, 
to do things like, you know, build fucking bioswales on a formerly polluted industrial river. So, and the fucking beavers are coming back. God damn, the beavers, man. That's It was nuts. You could see beaver. We were at fucking Montrose in the beach, and we saw beaver activity there, too. I couldn't believe it. And they're, uh, where's the cruising spot? I always think that nature preserve. Montrose Beach in Chicago is like a notorious cruising spot. Boys Town is only... A mile or two away. How far is boy? I don't know. Either way. They got a bar called the Manhole there, which I've never been in, sadly enough. I'd like to fucking visit because you get a you get a fucking if if I still drank, I probably could have gotten a few drinks there, you know? <laughs> but uh but the fucking logo for the manhole was hilarious. It was like a big Tom of Finland muscular bound fucking beefy boy standing out of a fucking sewer holding the manhole above his head with like a hard hat, like a YMCA hard hat, just like the most cliched gay uh fucking it was it was hilarious. Is the manhole still there? I don't know. Maybe. But um either way, it was a notorious cruising spot over there by Matros Beach. And now it's a nature park too. And you got a beaver living over there, or maybe a couple of them. And that's where me and Al were. We went and met up with, oh, fuck, I forget his friend's name. His friend was cool. He was like this old fucking, uh, you know, old lefty. Old fucking like IWW lefty rolled up on a bike. We shot the shit with him for a while. Uh, it was still early May and the the lake got cold as fuck. And, we were, and I looked like a tweaker in the fucking, I don't know, anyway. That was where we went. We took our little weights and shit, you know. <laughs> it was nice. We go to work out on the lake at 10 o'clock at night, looking like total weirdos. Um, but uh, anyway, so that was that's what I try to tell the, all these reporters that were contacting me. It's like anyone can, you know, the, the, the take-home message here is anyone can do this. If you build it, they will come. Build the native plants. All the cool native wildlife will come back. It feels good to be around this stuff. It's in our genome. To be around this stuff as humans, as primates, we are part of nature. We're not separate from it. You know, we need to stop thinking that we're 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 better than it. That we that we can control it. That we can fucking turn the land into a smoldering ashtray and then just leave for Mars. So uh, you know, trying to sneak that message in there, <clears throat> but um, yeah, we're also selling Chunkosaurus shirts now. So <laughs> fuck, I did a a lithograph uh at hoof print which is in the 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 old chicago manufacturing district building sketchy building super old ceiling's gonna collapse soon we went up on the roof beautiful looks over the fucking train yard to the south it's on the south side it's on like pershing and damon damon runs right into that building and the building itself well the clock tower building is abandoned but the whole huge cold storage uh now it's artists it was like owned by the army during world war ii it's an extensive monolithic building. It's so it's so fucking big. Uh I don't know. It's 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 cool. It's a cool building. I mean, we were up on the roof though, and there was like trees. There's like a little garden growing out of the top of this flat roof, man. It looks so I, I saw it and I was like, that shit's gonna collapse soon. Oh my god, this whole building's so sketchy. Um, it needs so much work. All the like caulking and mortars like coming off the top. I was Standing on this like seven story roof, looking down, looking at all, all the pieces of the building falling off of it and shit. I was like, "Fucking hey, man!" But it was beautiful. You look to the northeast, you can see the Loop and the Sears Tower and the Chicago skyline. You look to the south, you can see uh, decrepit industry, the train yard, and uh, the back of the yards neighborhood. And plus, it's near the stockyards too, which are always fun to just go lurk in 
on the weekend. I remember I rescued a little dog from a, a little stray dog that was covered in ticks uh, in the stockyards like 15 years ago. Um, fuck, man, that's nuts. That thing is probably dead now. I, I, I'd like to think it was a puppy at the time. I'd like to think it, it, I think it did find a good home. I called the fucking animal shelter where we took it to. I'd like to think it grew up, had a nice life with someone on the south side. And then, you know, Gad, rest his soul, is now laid to rest, uh, you know, after after living a very fulfilling dog life somewhere in the back of the yards. Um, So, uh, I don't know, I guess that's it. I guess I'll fucking wrap it. There's probably something I, forgot, I want to talk about that I forgot, but either way, you know, if you want to buy the Chonkasaurus shirts, it's uh, Chonkasaurus. Chonkasaurus shirts and hoodies with the the drawing I did on it. It's um oh the lithograph that I did fucked up by the way too. So we can't there's not gonna be any. But then I went back the next day and did another one that I don't like as much, but it's fine. It's like 18 by 24 too. It's like a big it's a big image. So I guess they're gonna run lithographs of it. Nice prints. Uh it should look good. Hopefully with a couple different colors. Um it's fun, man, drawing with those crayons. I hadn't done that in a while. Seneg it's a species of Senegalia, uh, which was formerly acacia that they uh, use for the, um, oh, God, what is the fucking, what is the compound they put on the stone? Gum Arabic? Oh, yeah, that's it, gum Arabic. But it's a species of Senegalia, Fabaceae. So, um, anyway, yeah, the the shirts and hoodies are available at Crime Pays, but Botany doesn't.myshopify.org. I put the link in, in my... Uh, in my fucking bio. But um uh yeah, I don't know. It says it says Chonkasaurus biological survey. I don't know. Some goofy shit. We were just trying to get people stoked about the fucking sixty pound snapping turtle. Its mate was right there too. And it was funny watching these things scurry. It's the little one, which I presume was its mate, the larger one was probably a pregnant female, was like scurrying off these fucking those rusty chains <laughs> trying to like, and it was so the smaller one was still big. It was so fat. It couldn't like it, you know, the pond sliders, when we get close to them, these other turtles that they would just jump off the logs they were on. But this snapping turtle, the smaller, there the two of them, the smaller one was having trouble scurrying off it. And then the big one, Chonkasaurus finally dipped out when we got closer. She wouldn't let us get closer than, you know, I don't know how we were still pretty close, like seven or eight feet. But, um, Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was just fucking hilarious. Oh, it was cool to see those pylons they used to put. She was hanging out on these these chains that hold, you know, essentially like 20 telephone poles together. Those were what the city used to put in at the corners of the bridges to prevent barges from running into the bridges. Like these pylons, they would basically hammer them into the fucking silt, sink them into the silt, pound them into the silt. And that that's what would protect the bridges uh, from barges, you know, say like a, a tugboat driver was drunk or something. Um, but uh, there's not really barges in the river anymore. I think there's one, only one industry. It's a cement plant. They've got silos and shit right there near Chicago and Halstead. It's the only, that's the only business that still gets river barges. There's a couple we saw parked, but man, it's so fucking cool. You should go to, go to Chicago kayak, rent the kayak from the stoned guy. And, uh, and go check out Goose Island, go upriver, go wherever the fuck, you know? There's so much good stuff. And check out Urban Rivers, too. Urbanrivers.org, or just they're near the REI building on the east side of Goose Island, you know? You can go look at uh, 
You could join our co-op and look at, you know, $200 sleeping bags, whatever other stuff. There's all that stainless steel camping gear, fucking jet boil my balls, whatever. I don't know. What is the stuff they sell? And I do apparel at the REI. They do like expensive, you could buy like $120 uh, pants, you know, look like, look like someone at the climbing gym, right? <laughs> rock climbing's fun, but why is it the clientele is good? No offense. No offense to anybody that does rock climbing, but the clientele is like such a fucking brand, such a vibe. And I'm not demonizing it at all, but it's funny. It's just like, it's such a like, I don't know. Dude, fucking V, dude, it's like a V5, it's like V6, dude, you could do like, like 511 five. it's pretty cool i did pretty cool but like i could do better dude it's like pretty here watch this check it out me you know what i mean you know what i mean anyway all right i'm really gonna go now i'm fucking finally waking up thanks for listening schmuck hopefully you had a good time if you want to email me crime pays body doesn't gmail.com if it's super long i won't respond if you keep it short i'll probably respond and there'll probably be typos and if i'm using voice to text because i'm on my phone i'm not on my laptop uh, maybe it won't make any sense. You'll just have to decode my response. But I always try to respond. If I haven't, don't take it personally. I just, sometimes I open that email in, inbox and I just want to go lay down, you know? I just want to stare at the wall and give up. So, uh, uh, what the fuck else? Oh, yeah. Kill Your Lawn, channel 267 on DirecTV. If you end up, you know, staying in a shitbag motel for the night because you're driving, that's probably the only way that anyone who actually listens to the Crime Pays podcast would be within a fucking uh, a groin hair's worth of the direct tv uh channel 267 or it's on spectrum cable 139 or 129 i don't know it's on earth x man earth x tv do i have anything else exciting oh, i've still got books but uh i don't have any time to draw on them oh no you know what i got like five or six books here that i already drew and if you want to buy a book off me 55 bucks with the drawing or just 25 bucks without a drawing but i'll sign it for you and throw some stickers in there and what the shit so um anyway just email me if you want i don't fucking know all right i'm done that's all i got go fuck yourself by hopefully hopefully you got something out of this have a good rest of your evening morning afternoon whatever the fuck take it easy bye okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.